Welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Alicia. Greatness is a decision and your birthright. You deserve to love the woman looking back at you in the mirror. This show is for the purpose-driven female entrepreneur who is committed to only counting the time she gets back up. The woman who is ready to ignite the flame within, find her voice, and use the power of her story to transform the lives of those around her. This is your weekly fuel to inspire you to action, where I'll be sharing inspirational stories, real talks with thought leaders and successful entrepreneurs from around the world, and provide you with actionable success strategies for creating a business you love. I'm a content marketing coach, and I'm committed to helping you as an online creator and entrepreneur wherever you are to turn your dreams into a reality, to help you transform your messaging so you can create a genuine connection with your audience and grow your income online. You are far more powerful and stronger than you will ever imagine. We are the warriors. You were born for this. Let's make life your bitch. Hello, welcome to the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. I am your host, Brittany Alicia. And today we are here with Amy Woods. She's a leadership and business mentor, and she's all about sales. And she truly believes that sales change lives. And so today we are going to be talking with her about her personal story and how she's an embodiment of her programs that she sells. And I'm really excited about this one because she is going to share about how she pulled herself out of being homeless and where you are today. So that's so awesome. So welcome. Hello. And hello. Thank tell, you. Tell me, Thank you. tell me all the things. Tell you all the things. Okay. Where do we want to start? <laughs> the biggest lesson I learned when I became homeless was the power of choice. And that's something that I truly, truly believe in, believe in when it comes to leadership. Um, we all have choices to make and we all steer our own path. But, you know, I today now I can look at my past experience and say how, and I don't recommend somebody taking this path, of course, <laughs> but I had a clean slate to work with. I had mm-hmm. absolutely nothing holding me back. I had nowhere else to go but up. So I got to create my life completely over from an entirely clean slate. I didn't have obligations I had to worry about. I didn't have, um, you know, a house I had to worry about. I didn't have a <laughs> husband to worry about. It was a complete clean slate. Of course, at the time, I didn't look at it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, of course, at the time, I blamed everybody else for me ending up in that position. I didn't feel it was my fault. I felt... I was dealt a bad life and it was just my circumstance when I got there. But once, I mean, on the back end, it it was the result of a divorce and the choices I made leading up to that divorce that put me in that Mm -hmm. position. It's past conditioning, really. Um, You know, I was always controlled in my life um, with money, with Anything that I wanted to do, it was always, I mean, for my childhood up, there was always a control factor. And I thought it was how people showed love. So when I got into that relationship, I just continued that on. And I took it on with the warning signs. You know, I mean, there was problems in the beginning and I didn't heed to those warning signs. 
I just knew that I wanted to get married. That was supposed to be my plight in life, have kids and, you know, that sort of thing. So I tolerated a lot and I thought that was just where I was supposed to go. And I mean, there was probably a good 10 year span there where the marriage was dead. You know, there was nothing there. So, but I stayed because we also had children. And no, my kids did not end up with me homeless. I refused to allow that to happen. So I also had to let go of my kids because I wouldn't allow them to come with me into that space. Mm-hmm. Um, but leading up to that, I mean, there was control. I mean, I made a million dollars in real estate at one point in time during this marriage, but every bit of it was taken from me. Um, but I thought he was taking care of me. You know, it, mm-hmm. he's controlling. He's controlling the situation, and it's he not. He cares what it about was. me. Exactly. Yeah, I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but in the end, um, you know, it ended up just being a really emotionally damaging situation that I just couldn't stand to be in anymore. And when we got we decided to do so, you know, I mean, it was okay. You can have $10 here and there, you know, and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And I had the diabetic son. I had another son who was getting ready to drive $10 here and there is not going to put food on the table with two boys that are in sports and, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just not going to work. So I allowed that to happen. And I thought, well, I'm not going to go to court and I'm not going to take my kids into court and I didn't fight for myself but I was also always told I didn't know how to do things I didn't know how to handle money I didn't know how to you know grow myself effectively to be a strong person I guess is Mm -hmm. you know and I was always told that so I I made sure to prove them right (laughs) (laughs) basically is what happened and you know, it just, I tried as long as I could with what I had. And then it just, everything slowly slipped away or very quickly slipped away actually. So. And so with that, like, what was the pivotal moment that led to, like, do you think that there was a chain reaction that this happened and then it just put the ball in motion as to, cause I mean, you well, just said it happened quickly. One would think, <laughs> being homeless would be just like the bottom right oh no I took it even further (laughs) (laughs) um because I mean I wasn't like a partier or anything like that but to deal with the loss of my kids I started drinking a lot and ultimately I ended up having a mental breakdown um Mm -hmm. and then when I did it was like okay you know what am I doing what is this you know why am I in this space and how can I change it? And I got out of the hospital and I ended up enrolling in college that day. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've got to change the direction of my life. So I enrolled in college, not a clue how I was going to pay for it, <laughs> but <laughs> I was just like, I've got to do this. And I figured it out. And I graduated in 2018 and started my business in 2019. But, you know, that moment of, okay, I can either keep going down this path and be in that spot forever, or I can make a choice right here, right now to not ever get back into that position and make sure that I don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things that it can be really hard, especially I've found once you pull yourself up and it's like, you're super positive now. And then 
those little triggers that are like, oh, yeah. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then you start to question, like, how do I show up when it seems like this shit isn't working? You know, it's like I'm trying right. and trying. And so it's kind of the combination and a compilation of, you know, like you said, the past conditioning. It's not like it just we make a decision to like better our lives and it's just like, boom, like it's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Then, then we start the real journey of healing. Right. Right. Well, I mean, um, there's power in forgiveness Mm -hmm. and it took me two years into my business to learn that. Um, I've really had to dig deep to, cause I mean, I signed up for client attraction programs that I did nothing but mindset work in. Mm-hmm. And I took off, I mean, I, she's a, a, not an abrasive person, but she, she has a good, strong hand and I needed that. So when she saw, you know, when I started talking with her, she goes, I can help you with this. She goes, get signed up in my program. I'm like I've got 50 bucks to my name. How am I going to do that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he goes, don't worry about it. We'll get it. You know? Um, so I just took a chance and I learned that I had to forgive. I had to grieve who I used to be. Um, I mean, all grief is, is a shift, you know, in reality. That's all grief is. Mm-hmm. And it's letting go of something that you used to love and moving into a new space. And when I was able to forgive myself and go through that grief, I didn't want to live as that person anymore. I was allowed to let that person go. And then I was allowed to see, okay, this is where I'm going now. This is who I am. So it's, it's an instant moment that you see it happen, but at the same time, it takes a lot of work to get there. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you bring that up because I think this is a very powerful conversation and just the grief part. Um, When I first made the decision to start my business um, or like start putting myself out there, it would actually make life your bitch like concept originally came from a blog and for me the reason that I did it was because I just wanted to start sharing my stories with people in hopes that it would help another woman go after her dreams because as I started to go after mine I was like oh like this shit is actually pretty easy as long as we take one step forward at a time and believe in ourselves and one of the um one of the episodes or the post that I did was about the seven stages of grief. And it was in relation to relationships. And I said, people like when someone dies, they bring, you know, you get like cookies and they bring food and they bring you flowers. (laughs) And when you go through a breakup, it's like, you know, you don't get any of that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't get any of that. You still feel the same and then you walk outside and then you have to go see the fucker (laughs) (laughs) they're not dead (laughs) no (laughs) and really this grief cycle what I learned from it was that you are letting go of a life that you thought you were going to live and the acceptance has to come from this is a new life and so when someone dies you have this idea that I was going to have this whole life with them, you know, and now it's gone. And it's the same thing with a relationship or a life that you had imagined for yourself. 
And for me, that was where I had to really make that decision that I was going to put the pieces back together and create the life I imagined um, and live the life yeah. I imagined because really, you know, I could sit in the shit or, you know, go after it. And so I right. can totally relate when you say those stages of grief, because I think a lot of people don't actually understand the stages of grief and why they feel the way they do when there's a huge transition and a huge, like something major happens in their life, but someone hasn't died and they're left right. feeling like, why do I feel this way? Right. right. It's that lost feeling, but really um, <clears throat> grief. And a lot of people don't get this. Grief is a symptom of love. So it's, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's inevitable. It's just going to happen. But um and, you know, a lot of it is forgiving that other person, too, without somebody being sorry. And when you're grieving somebody who died, they can't apologize to you. So mm -hmm. it's a practice that I think more people need to put into place when it comes to, you know, letting go of people that didn't die also. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was just this past November, I actually messaged my ex-husband and I thanked him for allowing me to fall so hard. Because I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. If he, mm -hmm. I didn't expect a response. I didn't expect an acceptance of it. It was more for myself. Though. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, there's that forgiveness, uh, not just yourself, but of the people. Because then you're, when you forgive the, that person, you're not blaming them anymore. And then you can look at the choices you made that led up to that point of where you fell. And by recognizing that you had a choice there, you also understand you now have a choice here. And that's mm -hmm. so important. But I mean, going through it, oh my gosh, I didn't deserve money. I didn't think I was worthy of teaching people anything about business, even though I've made, you know, a million dollars before. Mm -hmm. I didn't think anybody would care what I had to say. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't this enough. I wasn't that enough. I wasn't that influencer like a Kardashian. I'm like, what am I going to do with this? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but then you learn your skill set and what it is that you can do to lead people. And choice is just a leadership. It's finding the solution to each problem that you might have. I don't have the money. Okay, what's the solution? Instead of sitting, sitting and choosing to wallow in it and choosing to stay still. So that's... Yeah how that all leads into that. Yeah. And I really love that because, um, there is a lot of people out there and women that I've seen in business who they wonder why they're struggling and, mm -hmm. you know, and I ask them like, where's your confidence level at? And yeah. it's actually one of the things like I hit six figures last year and went through a huge Congrats. transition through, thank you. Went through a huge transition within my business and really tapping back into the things that I love. And then my sales dipped. And I had so many people saying to me, like family members and be like, well, what did you change? What was different? You know, and all these things. And I'm like, I think, and I, I immediately went to strategy. Well, this strategy changed, this changed. And it actually was just the other day that I identified the pivotal moments. And it was, had nothing to do with the business and the strategy I was using. It actually was the confidence that I had within myself and, you know, with leadership yeah. style things, 
when we can ask someone, like you said, like ask them the solution, then they develop that confidence within themselves. They develop the confidence that this is possible for me. Oh, and you know, like my, my idea of a coach is that it's my job to help my clients, you know, hit the ground running and like get to that point of confidence that they don't necessarily need me. I mean, they can stay in my world because like my clients kind of become my besties, but (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's, it's totally one of those things where we, you know, we want to make sure that these women, I mean, I work with women, right? Like are really confident in what they are going after. And I think as coaches, that's what makes us so important. Cause I know some people look at it as, you know, who needs the coach? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but I hear all the time. Well, I know people who make a good living, you know, without a coach. Yeah. They might be, but if you're wanting to expand and grow, and I think there's a misconception that, and this is going to sound so cynical and it's so not, but <laughs> that a hundred thousand dollars a year is enough for a business, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not. And you know, the, to be able to move, move into that $500,000 range and move even further to where you can withstand those economic up and downs, there has to be some sort of leadership because your money is leading you. And mm-hmm. when you are being led by money, that's where that desperation comes in. And that's where that um, you know need for that money comes in instead of you leading your wealth to you. And when you can yeah. get to that point of being able to leave that love to you I think you build a sense of confidence and understanding that okay I'm impacting other people's lives but the money's following and I think that's a big part of the reason why people don't jump into mentorship and coaching is because they think it's that nine to five I call it muggle thinking of normal society and when you decide to start a business or if you're an entrepreneur, you're not normal. You're not like a hundred, you know, 99% of the population. And that's a good thing. That's such mm-hmm. a good thing because I mean, there's multi-passionate people. They like coaching, they like products, they like real estate, they like investing in Bitcoin, they like doing all sorts of different things. Yeah. So you're not a normal person out <laughs> there considered by society. <laughs> But you're impacting so many more people than what the normal person that goes to a nine to five job does. And that's amazing. Yeah. And I know too, with um, that impact piece, right? I know, like I can be totally honest with when I first started my business, I knew I wanted to impact lives, but it began with me thinking of the money piece. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, oh, I want to be able to not be controlled by money and not be controlled by working a nine to five sort of thing. But, you know, where I struggled in my business was when I was focusing too much on the, I need to make money, I need to make money. And once I was able to flip it to impact, that's when, like, that's truly like when I 
I teach my clients about how to get people coming into your DMs and being like, how can I work with you? Is because you're not there necessarily for the money. And like, I mean, anything we teach truthfully, anything a coach teaches, you could fucking Google, right? Yeah, (laughs) definitely. You could Google it, but do you want to get there faster? And I literally had someone purchase from me a couple of days ago who said, you know, Brittany, your level of spirituality, she said, I could figure it out on my own. She's said, but I don't want to like, I see the way, you know, I see your level of spirituality, your understanding of it. And she said, I want to get there faster. And, you know, she's a coach as well. So I think we really understand the importance of like investing in ourselves and don't tell my boyfriend, but I mean, even for myself, I think I invested over 50 grand last year. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing with that too, is people forget the fact that if you went to school, you would have paid tuition in order to learn and do all the things. So it's the same. And sort still of have thing. to come out learning a skill to use it. So you still have to learn how to use it because I actually went and did my BA in communications with marketing and professional writing. And they touch on social media marketing and stuff like that. And it's nothing like what actually is being done. Nothing. So mm-hmm. when I came into the space, I'm like, that's not what I was talking about. I was like, what do I do? <laughs> it's it's I like the mo- how it's like the multi-level ahead. marketers that you see now who are still using old school strategies of I like make a list of a hundred of your friends and family and you know, do this and like try and invite them for like, you know, desserts and like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because And like, there's, I'm not saying it from a place of judgment because I've been in multiple multi-level marketing businesses, but at the same time, like welcome to 2022 and like, we need to, social media is ever transitioning and you need to be able Mm -hmm. to go through the ebbs and flows with it. And when, when possibly something isn't working anymore, being okay with it and making your next aligned move. Right. Right. I mean, that, that to me comes back to that leadership piece that you were talking about. Right. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Um, And, you know, back to the, you know, with the being able to stay on top of things and having somebody just a couple steps above you to be able to guide you in the new features and in the new way of doing things. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't think a lot of people realize it trickles down from those one percenters that are billionaires, you know, they have the yeah. forecast of the economy, they have the forecast of, you know, what's going to be trending on social media, what words to use to get Google Analytics right, and it trickles down, and when you're first coming into business, you know, with being able to get past that money issue of, okay, if I invest, it's going to leave me $50, what do I do? your coach helps you figure out that solution and holds you Mm -hmm. accountable to it to move forward faster because I would not have gotten to that point of forgiveness and moving through the trauma of my past and accepting what my choices were if I wouldn't have had I mean a therapist wouldn't have moved me that fast Mm -hmm. um and I'm not discounting or discrediting therapy you know there's certain traumas that absolutely need therapy Yeah, we're not therapists. (laughs) I was able to, you know, pull myself out because somebody 
constantly on me every single day. What are you doing differently today? What choice are you making today? What solution are you creating for this problem? And I had somebody in my ear all the time pushing mm-hmm. me. So, and it that does in itself is worth a hundred thousand. It's priceless. It's absolutely yeah. priceless. And like you said, it creates that trickle down effect where, you know, I have a coach who has a coach who has a coach and like, yeah. you know, it trickles down even the energetics behind it. But, you know, really, like you said, with um, like the importance of investing in ourselves, because mm-hmm. I've noticed for myself that if I've gifted someone a program, they don't like it's I've learned it like they don't show up the same way there's like that odd person who does because they're like I'm all in but I've seen where people just they don't they they don't show up the same way and it's one of the reasons why I made the shift from having multiple low ticket offers high ticket that I went from like high ticket and you know the people who are willing to invest it's because yeah. they see it as a level up, right? So I have like the right. high ticket or the pro, like the um, the master classes that I offer. I treat them like they're a low ticket offer or like they're, you know, I give it my all and I'm not someone who thinks that like, what can I leave out so that they have to buy my program? Yeah. But it's like, I would rather over deliver on a free yeah. master class and have it free and for the people who are ready to jump into the next thing versus someone who's like, eh, because I've noticed too, with people who are in that mid range, they ask so many questions. Oh like, my gosh. Yes. Have you, have you experienced <laughs> that? They ask yeah. so many questions of like, well, how many modules is it? And like how long? And like, they're the ones who want to get on like a sales call with you. And you're like, what? Like, <laughs> do you want me to give you permission to know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. It, they're like, I find like those people aren't quite at the level of believing in themselves. Whereas right. someone who texts you or sends you a DM and they're like, they have a few questions. They're just, they, they already know. They know whether it's for them. They just need a little bit of that boost and that guidance. Like this is for me. But I like, I don't, I haven't looked into your price points or the way you set up your business, but that is something that I have absolutely learned is the people, the different types of people who enter my world. And I'm like, "Mm." and that was a huge, that was a huge reason. There was one woman who like would not, would not quit. And I was like, I'm raising my prices. I heard Marie Forleo. (laughs) (laughs) I I heard Marie Forleo make a comment about that's what she does. And ever since then, I'm like, nope, ever I'm changing it all because I cannot handle this. This is, this is affecting my manifestation energetics. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I have, um, he's not a client of mine, but he's been in a couple programs with me. And it's like, he gets stuck in that codependency of needing validation. So I started raising my prices and I quit doing, you know, free, Mm -hmm. free things because I mean, I still have my free content. Like I'm doing like a two day thing for like 30 minutes each day. That's free. But as far as my programs go, I've noticed a huge difference because I also have a, a high level mentorship. 
um, that's 25K. And the difference between those clients and my $5,000 client is not net. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm the one texting, you know, my mentor clients, how are things going? I haven't heard from you in a month. And, but they're just doing it as the act of investing because after so long, there's not much more you can actually learn in business. <laughs> you know, it's all numbers at a certain point. Follow. And if the numbers aren't matching, what do you do to fix it? And stuff like that to where you get into this realm of the higher end um, programs are more about surrounding yourself with a network of people that are making eight figures, nine figures, 10 figures. Mm -hmm. And it's a different way of thinking. That's mainly all it is. It's not, you're not learning anything new. They very rarely teach anything. They, if they do, it's the exact same thing every single time. So, yeah. and it's, I find it's the energy of the proximity, right? Yes. Like it's not always yeah. like I need to talk to someone and for them to solve all my problems, but right. you know, like part of it is, I would say as entrepreneurs, we still, it doesn't matter what level financially we're at. It's like, we want to push ourselves to that next level. And some people aren't. Like I, you know, I love that as well, that you're just like, no more free masterclasses. <laughs> no, no more. Cause I've noticed it's just, you get into the codependency of people who are still wanting to stay in their problems. And it's not that those people don't deserve to rise up. It's just they're mentally not ready. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't want to waste their money if they're not going to get a result either. Yeah. That's super important in, in integrity. Um, because if you would have grabbed me, you know, straight off the streets, I would have, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done anything. I wouldn't, you know, so I don't do that to my clients either, but I think it's important like for retreats, master classes, and stuff like that, that people still charge something to mm -hmm. hold them accountable because it's like a gym membership. I mean, if you, how many people have gym memberships that are coming out of their account that don't actually go? <laughs> because it's 20 bucks <laughs> I'm right I've raised my hand here it's like I have a gym membership I have a gym in my basement and like <laughs> yeah. my boyfriend's like you know you bought a treadmill you're gonna use that in like one day <laughs> I will I'm gonna get motivated to do it but I bet if there was somebody coming to your house and you're paying them five thousand dollars a month you're about to go to the gym oh a hundred percent yeah. You know, like so you're going to, there's that accountable commitment level there. And, and, and it's the momentum, you know, yeah. it's, I think that's with anything. Cause I, like, I know a lot of people can relate to the momentum thing with the, the gym. It's like, once you start going, it becomes a thing that you it's do. Right. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing with business, with diets, with anything in our life. Like, I think we need that coach too to create that momentum for us, like definitely. get us moving because that person, you know, I mean, there's definitely people like we have, like I've had very strong willpower, but how strong and how bad, like you said, how bad do I want it? It's a lot easier to develop the willpower when I'm investing thousands of dollars. <laughs> like I remember, <laughs> I remember having a coach where, you know, they were $20,000 and that kind of thing. 
And like, we would go for supper to like my boyfriend's parents' house. And like, I had a secret like AirPod in where I was listening to the whole coaching conversation because, you know, I was investing how much money. And that was before that was before I was even making money, like lots of money in my business, because I knew the importance of making big moves in order to push myself to that next level as well. Right. And to, I mean, another thing too, is to me, if I'm not consistent learning, you should never have a coach that's not willing to consistently learn something Mm -hmm. because that means they're not adding to their arsenal to be able to give to you. And there's just so many people who don't believe that I see that out there and it's just it, you just want to shake the people <laughs> it's like no they should have a coach if not two and that's, <laughs> for that's the other for thing <laughs> yeah that's the other thing that I've found is you have coaches out there who they want people to invest in them but they don't have a coach themselves they have no right. idea what it feels like to send over $10,000 to a perfect stranger and go through that buyer's remorse and coach your clients through that buyer's remorse and, you know, that solution orientation of finding that money and resources without putting them into debt. And they -hmm. have no idea how to do that unless you've been there yourself. Are you ready to dive deeper into understanding the fifth dimension, how to quantum leap, and how to utilize the compound effect? These concepts are super trendy right now, but as someone who has experienced trauma and may still like a little bit of control, trusting blindly can be very difficult for me until I understood how it all works. Even I didn't know how I manifested my dream vehicle, home, man, my baby girl, and hitting six figures, but now I do. Every program I have ever taken on manifestation told me to feel energy and trust. I tried everything from being positive, gratitude lists, connecting with crystals, clearing my chakras, and following the moon cycles. I needed more than just to trust. I needed to know how and why. This is your warning sign though, that once you do learn this, You'll never look at energy and manifestation the same again. Dimensions is a three-day intensive where you will become equipped with the manifestation sequence. We will deep dive into how it works, how to stay in the vibe, and manifest your dream life, all for only $333. Join now by heading to the description for the link. The one thing I always encourage my clients to do is go find 10 of the top of the top coaches and get on a sales call with them. Learn, don't buy, you don't have to buy into them, but get on a sales call with them. Look at the different styles that are out there that on how they try to get you to sign up. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that are awful 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 people (laughs) that are making eight figure money I had one guy tell me and I'm not going to give names out but Mm -hmm. he told me I need to refinance my house and I said I can't it's mine and my husband's home well you need a new husband if he's not willing to let you refinance your home I'm like excuse me (laughs) just like 
no, I don't need a new husband. Instead, he could have been like, well, let's talk to your husband too and get him involved in this and get you both on the same page and mm-hmm. see where you both can pull your resources together. Instead, he's telling me I should divorce my husband. And he was that serious and telling me I should put $50,000 on my home. Yeah. Like, no, no. <laughs> and that's what's out there. It is. It's scary. It's very scary because we are so conditioned that it's okay to give our money to higher institutions and to get that certificate, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's, I think with my homelessness, I mean, even to this day, even if it's in my account, I hold my breath when I hit that submit button because it's like, this could be that $20,000 that would keep me out of that position, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, once it's gone, it's gone. And, you know, I still have that little twinge of mentality a little bit. So I totally get that first investment and how scary it is. And I don't know, I have this mission of being able to show people there's more money around you than what you think there is. Yeah. And to be able to create that, payment even or you know it's might not be exactly what you want to do at that moment but it's leading you to that spot and I think that's so important to give people that confidence that they have control over or a sense of control because you really can't control things um Mm -hmm. a sense of control over what it is that they're doing in their business and not just that one of the things that I learned was there was a coach that I had that I invested lots in. It was my first coach and fabulous person. But the thing for me is at that point, I wasn't with what they were teaching. I was still, I needed the confidence to be confident that I could coach someone. Whereas this person was jumping, you know, they were selling that, but really what they were selling was how to do sales. And so there was a total disconnect there, but What I ended up learning from that experience, even though there wasn't that massive return on my investment, and there's going to be times that we invest in coaches and we don't get the results that we were hoping for. But if we can actually look at it as like, but what, what was the results that I did get? And what did I learn? Because when I was able to look at that with that coach and you know, there was lots of stuff that I learned in a good way that they were teaching, but there's lots of stuff that I learned where I was like, okay, so for my business, I don't want to do that. You know, I wasn't comfortable Mm -hmm. sitting there and trying to tell someone to refinance their house. Whereas that's, that's the kind of stuff that they were teaching. And I said, like, no, like, I don't want, like, there's, there's a difference between imposter syndrome and pushing someone a bit outside their comfort zones there's another person like another point of like re-traumatizing someone yes yes <laughs> and like now they can't eat <laughs> right right and they're packing their bags and they're hitting submit yeah we don't want that <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> you know it, and money can be a good motivator it's not that it's not but I think you know, at some point you get to that space of, okay, this person has a different strategy. It's, you know, she, they're claiming it's making them millions. Let's check it out, you know, because the more money you make, the more people you get to impact. So I think when you're looking at who it is you're deciding to invest in, it's important to look at their entire realm of how they do things. Like, 
Are they on every single platform? Do you want to be on every single platform? Because if they are, that's what they're teaching. Are you wanting to hire a VA to help you with that? If not, and you're not at that point, you need to look at that because there's probably what they're teaching. Um, emails. Some people are mainly focused on email lists. Do you have an email list to be able to use the strategies they're teaching? Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, you have to be able to kind of pick that apart and attend some of their, you know, look at some of their free stuff and see how it is that they're doing their things. Yeah. Exactly. And it, yeah, exactly. Like we need to make sure that, you know, is this the person for me? And like, take a hot minute to be like, you know, what's their strategy? Is that what I want to learn? And yes, no, and move forward from there. Right. Yeah. And that's part of being a leader is being able to pick apart and reverse engineer what somebody else is doing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I call it reverse engineering. Oh, I'll for see sure. Where they're at and kind of pick it apart all the way down. I'll go through their funnels. I'll purchase a $50 thing just to see, you know, what it is they have to offer and how their teaching style and do we align? Do they, are they spiritual? Are they just strictly money? Are they, what do they call them? Um, the broho people, <laughs> <laughs> the bro marketers or whatever. Yeah, are bro marketing. Marketers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, I like that you say reverse, um, you know, reverse engineering it because I actually, with this podcast, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, if, if they're in marketing, they probably realize what I'm doing, but there's a lot of people on like out there that when they decide and ask me, Hey, can I be on the podcast? And, you know, in my application form, it says, you know, what kind of business do you have? What is your story? Um, like a few points. And then ask them, like, what are the topics you want to talk about? Is I'm actually sitting there and I'm reverse engineering how they got to where they are today without them right. necessarily realizing it. And then all of a sudden I throw out these questions to them and I'm like, this, this, this. And they're like, how did you know these <laughs> things? <laughs> and it, it's because I listen to what they're like, I look at what they're saying as to mm-hmm. who they want to help, how they want to help them. And when they give me a few points of their story, all of a sudden I look at it and I'm like, oh, this connects to this. This is why they do what they do. Because right. when I can ensure that someone comes on here and now they can share their story and even they all of a sudden see like, oh, that's why I'm confident about this. But yeah. the, pe- the people who do the application and they're like, I've had a $3 million business and I've done this and I've done that. And there's no story to it. I'm like, is it because you're wanting to actually make an impact in the world? Like what's missing here? Right. Right. Yes, definitely. If you don't have some sort of vision for your business and you don't have some sort of awareness of helping other people to, you know, create the impact in their lives and help them reach their desires, whether it be more time with their family, more time with their kids, more time traveling or needing to take three months off a year or whatever it is if you're not you know or maybe they donate maybe they're into some charity that's helping feed people you know I saw the thing the other night about the famine going on in Somalia and I'm like I told my husband like that's it we got to get over there I got to feed these kids Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know there's some sort of impact there 
Um, but there should be a reason that you're wanting to impact the world and it shouldn't be just so you can make millions of dollars too. Of course, we're in business to make money. Mm. Don't get me wrong there. Um, because you can't impact people if you're not making money. So, I mean, it's a delicate balance, but if the person you're trying to hire is, you, you can just tell just by the wordings of what, how they market and do they complain all the time? Do they, you know, blame the whole world for their failures? And, yeah. you know, you can just sort of tell, um, you know, what kind of impact that they're trying to make. And, mm-hmm. you know, I vowed when I started on this path, you know, out of that situation that I'm going to help as many people become as secure as they possibly can. So they never, ever have to feel they don't have a choice in their life. And that's yeah. my main goal is to help women and men. I help men too, um, mm-hmm. because I find it interesting, you know, sitting back looking at the differences between men and women. And women, it's their emotions they need help with. And men, it's their ego. And I find it funny when you can bring a man down, not down off his pedestal, but like when you can humbleize him, I call Mm -hmm. it humbleizing. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) It's amazing to see the impact that they actually truly want to create. So I help both, but I find it amazing how, when you get people on that right path of choice and showing them they have a choice of living differently, they just become so empowered that they Mm -hmm. do whatever it is that they need to do to, to achieve that goal. Yeah, exactly. And it is not the best feeling to get a text from a client saying, my client just did this. And it's Mm -hmm. so fun to see that down ripple effect when it starts happening. Yeah. I love that part. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so with the choices and that that you've made in your life to where you are today, how has it changed like up until this point and what you've learned? How has it changed the choices that you make today and the intentions that you have and all that? My choices, I think it's more... I don't feel like I need permission to make my choices anymore where before the choices were never right for me because I was waiting for somebody else to make them for me. Um, So for that's the biggest thing with me. I know my first coach, I was in her world for over a year before I actually invested in her. And now it's like, I'll find somebody I research them. And within a week I have my decision made. So that power of choice now the way I make them it's more not so much about like my husband it's not so much I don't need permission anymore I don't I think that's the main thing um and it's not because I have you know money coming in it's just because I just I do it and then I tell them oh I bought a new coat okay (laughs) you know (laughs) it's totally one of those things where you know you like as you were saying that I was like boom that is exactly why you do what you do right Mm -hmm. it just proves right there that you are an embodiment of what you teach because for you it's I want to help people make choices right and to be empowered to make their own choices and to 
be confident in their choices that they make. And, you know, it's like when I ask you, you know, about your intentions and that kind of thing, it's like immediately comes out no problem with, well, I want to be able to make my own choices. And this is what I do today (laughs) to do differently. And sometimes I think as I mean, you might be fully aware of this, but I think as coaches, sometimes we don't even realize it's like that little thing that it's like, oh, that's why I do what I do. That's why I teach the clients what I teach. There's so much power in choice. You can give yourself so many different options in life. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about helping people realize the choices that they do actually have, Um, you know, is being able to, I mean, it was a choice every day to get out of homelessness. And what the one main key thing that, you know, besides the mental breakdown, one thing that has always stuck in the back of my head was because I lived in my car sometimes in some weeks I was able to afford a hotel room. And Mm -hmm. I was only there for like, you know, in that place for two months. I didn't wait for somebody to help. I didn't, you know, wait for assistance or anything like that because they go by your past income. And with me, my ex, you know, I had too much income for that following year, all that stuff. But there was a little old lady who was there with her 30-year-old son. And they were in the same room every single week. and they had a routine that they did. They got up, they went and found their smokes. They went and found food for the day. They, you know, they would order just like fast food and have like bags of fast food. Mm -hmm. And then they would go figure out a way to go do, you know, a couple of other things. But that was a normal life for them. That was truly normal. And I asked her, I was like, how long have you been here? And she said, two years. And it freaked me out so bad <laughs> I was just like this cannot become my normal this is just it can't so I just made a choice okay I had I had been working at one job I went and got three and I made a choice every day to show up regardless of how hard it was I washed up in gas station bathrooms I ate you know fast food dollar menu things for and some nights I had peanut butter and crackers for supper and mm-hmm. it was a choice every single day to show what to get out of that. But it changed everything, regardless of how hard it was. So I think giving people that power, I mean, you don't have to start off there. Thank goodness if you're not. You start where you're at and make that choice in whatever it is you're doing. Every single day, choose to wake up and get going right away. Choose what it is that you're going to complete that day and complete it. Don't allow outside influences to come in and shift that choice for that's what yeah and the ego part too right being willing to not look at people no matter where they're at because like we learn from people it doesn't matter what stage they're in we're in right and you know she was in it for two years and just what she said you're just like shit like (laughs) (laughs) I don't want this I'm gonna change my life (laughs) and so we can change people's lives as well who maybe we haven't you know maybe you feel like oh this person won't invest in me because they're making more money than me or you know 
wherever they're at, but actually you might be that perfect person to help them shift to that next level. And I think as that's another thing as coaches and, you know, we need to look at ourselves and not create that bubble for ourselves where we feel like we're not enough that we can't help someone who's, you know, charging more or whatever it is, because we're all out here trying to make a difference in the world. And with someone saying to you, I've been doing this for two years. It's like, oh, oh, okay. Like, thank you for the kick in the ass that like, I am not going to do that. (laughs) Wish I could bring you with me and I wish you well, but I won't be here that long. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was just, it was just, I was fascinated by the fact that we can normalize what it is we can normalize. Because if you think about it, going into business isn't a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And we've, you know, what, but once you're in, it's normal times now. So yeah. when you, it's where you place your choices at and choose to empower yourself will lead you in, you know, you have to see the bigger picture of it, but put your, your blinders on, you know, kind of thing. Um, Cause I could have chose to stay there. I could have chose to waller in it. I could have chose to, you know, say, oh my God, my life sucks and, <laughs> you know, not do anything about it. And I just, I was just like, no. <laughs> and yeah, what was it like for you when you did make that shift and everything changed for you? And all of a sudden you realized that you were changing your life and that you were the one making the choices. You were steering the ship. You're getting your kids back. It's like that country song. Um, it know. is. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was pissed off motivation. That's what I like to call it. It's that moment in time. And while it doesn't happen all at once, it is truly just a moment in time. It's kind of like if you're in a relationship, you don't know how to get out of, and all of a sudden you've just had enough. You don't care what you're going to do to get out, but you're going. Mm-hmm. It's that pissed off motivation. And it's what made me say enough's enough. And it's time to create a different way of living. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to put into words, but it's just like a big electric electricity bolt that motivates you. And mm-hmm. once you move, a little bit past it just like oh hey I can do this let's see what else I can do now and you move a little bit past that okay I've made it this far let's see what I can do now and it's just that confidence build all the way through because I was 39 40 40 when I started college I dropped out of high school I mean my my younger days weren't all that great either so I dropped out of high school at a young age. You know, I've lived on my own since I was 15. So it's, you know, there wasn't a good background of accomplishments there. And I thought I'm not going to do very well in college. Straight A's, 3.9 GPA, seven advancement certificates, seven times on the presidential list. I mean, it's possible. And when you're starting to see those milestones, build with whatever path you decide to take it doesn't have to be in college it can be you know with business it can be with a job that moving your career it doesn't matter what it is once you start seeing that build 
you just want more of it. I, it's almost like an addiction. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it is. It definitely is. Because <laughs> all of a sudden we like are moving forward. And I think that's one of the things that's so powerful with your message is that, you know, a woman who's listening right now, who maybe is on that cusp of changing her life, it allows her to see what's possible that she doesn't need to jump. You know, I always say um, in our house, uh, Uh, from our main floor to upstairs, there's 16 stairs. And I always like when my clients start trying to get too far ahead of themselves. And I, I say to them, like, if you try and jump from the bottom to stair 16, like you are falling on your face. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, and it's one of those things, you know, you can create momentum, but it like it begins with believing in yourself. So, and getting that excitement of celebrating yourself and be like, Ooh, what's next? Like you said, Oh, what else can I do? And it creates that excitement and it gets us out of that negative headspace of telling ourselves all the reason that we can't. And we start wondering why it's not working Well, it's not working because you're trying to jump too far and you're putting Mm. yourself, like I said, you're not even in fear. You're in trauma (laughs) and you're like, yeah, you're like, why isn't it working? Because it's working for everyone else. And I mean, we compare our middle to other people's or our beginning to someone else's middle, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think we also, you know, when you you first start off, there's that switch of being a victim of circumstance. And mm-hmm. I'm a big believer, unless it was a violent crime, you're not a victim. Mm-hmm. The end. Um even in that spot, you know, you can't stay a victim forever. You have to mm-hmm. move through it. And it doesn't happen with these big leaps and mountains. It mm-hmm. happens with these small steps and these small accomplishments and these small skills. And those build into this big thing. But taking a leap into that first little step, it's probably the biggest leap that people make. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know, even for myself and like... I have the opinion that none of us are victims, victim, victimism, like mindset. And how long do you want to hang out in that mindset that, you know, I didn't have control over my circumstances because for myself, uh, I was kidnapped and raped by an ex and there were choices that I made that led to that. And it was, it took me a long time to actually identify that this I did this, you know, and I'm not right. saying that what I'm not negating their, their actions. No, no, I totally get what you're saying. But, you know, it almost empowered me to say to myself that I, I have a lot more control over my life than what I was giving myself credit for. Mm-hmm. And now it allows me to actually, you know, be able to ask myself what, as you said, what solution do I want from this? What is the solution? What do I need to do to move forward? What is that next step? And not just run blindly into the unknown and, you know, not know why it, you know, turned to chaos. But I totally agree. I totally agree with that first step. And, you know, like I said, with coaches who make seven, eight figures, they still need coaches too, because they hit the glass ceiling. And they start asking themselves, like there's that pivotal moment where it's like, okay, what, 
What is that thing that I know it, this is uncomfortable. I'm really uncomfortable right now. What do I need to do to push beyond that? And so we all have those moments where it's like, we can totally have momentum. And then all of a sudden the wall comes and it's like, whoa, okay. Right. What is this? What is the fear here? And making that leap of faith. And the thing is, sometimes we make the leap and we fall on our face. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> You're going to fail. Just do it faster. <laughs> yeah. Fail forward. Fail forward. Yes. Fail forward. Um, yeah. And I don't, I mean, when I say that, I don't want people to be afraid thinking, lady's going to have me failing. That's not it. What I am going to encourage you to do is to fail fast, though, because mm-hmm. you're going to try something that's not going to work. It's inevitable. It's going to happen. It doesn't matter whether it's a bad investment, whether it's a bad strategy, whether it's, you know, whatever it is. But you're gonna learn from it. I failed at eight launches. Eight. Mm-hmm. I threw eight events. Nobody showed up. Not one person. But then I had hosted a retreat, and people showed up. So I was able to learn from those eight launches. I went on twenty sales calls, and not mm-hmm. every single one was a no. Just keep mm-hmm. going and keep trying. And I think, you know, when you get into that momentum that victim mindset is so important to shift because of those failures otherwise you're going to be thinking I can't do this and our job as coaches is to ensure yes you can you're just going to learn from this and you're going to apply what you learn each time now some of us it takes a few trips around the hole mm-hmm. to quit tripping over it and that's okay <laughs> <laughs> I finally learned. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and like with that as well, I mean, you're a, you know, leadership and business coach. So in those moments, like in those times, I think it's, you know, I I would love to hear from you when you continued to do the launches, even though it felt like you were failing, when you continued to get on the sales calls, how did you lead yourself? Because a lot of people want to quit. So what was it for you that you decided to lead yourself and how did you do it? I have this snippet of a vision. My long-term goal, well, it's not really long-term. For my age, my my runway to reach that snippet is getting shorter and shorter. So mm-hmm. for me, because I'm, I mean, I'm 45, knocking on 46. So, so you're still young. Like, okay. Oh, definitely. But yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm not ever going to retire. So that's, that's besides <laughs> the point. <laughs> to get to that point and live in that snippet that vision that I have of being able to you know host retreats on you know my own private you know property I guess is the word for Mm -hmm. it and to be able to help other people in the way that I want to be able to help them and start nonprofits and things like that I have to keep going Otherwise, those people who need that funding from the nonprofits that I want to create aren't going to get it. Mm-hmm. And maybe I can't help them today, right now, but I know that's coming. And I mean, mm-hmm. I've already got some of those things starting to roll in place, which I'm so excited about. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, if you stop at, if you just keep going until something lands and something works, you're going to see what your path is. Because the way you host an event is going to be different than the way I host an event. Mm-hmm. And you have to find that spot in 
whether it's in person or whether it's in, you know, the online industry, wherever it's at, because my first, my first client was in person mm -hmm. and it was from a thought written on a napkin. Nothing was developed, walked into this person's store, had, they had a hard time through the pandemic. They were getting ready to lose everything. Their father had passed away and left debt on the house. So they couldn't shift anything. I mean, they were getting ready to close everything down. And I told them, no, you're not. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I'm a business coach. So that was my first client. And I, it, it was just, I have the napkin somewhere around here, mm -hmm. but it was a $25,000 client. I was like, I have this. And he's still invested and he's changed his life now. Mm -hmm. That's what kept me going. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter how many times you hear no. It doesn't matter how many times people don't show up. It doesn't matter how many times people don't buy in. Just keep doing it until it works. Yeah. And the dream and the impact need to be bigger than the fear. Yes, you know? definitely. It's like, right. I need to run faster than this string that's trying to hold me back so I can bust this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> definitely that's awesome and so I know at the beginning of this we were talking about um, a program that you have coming up and all yes. that and I would love for you to share with people what it's all about so my performance and leadership co uh, group coaching program is for those that you know for leaders you know it doesn't matter if you're a teacher if you're a business owner if you're an entrepreneur that, you know, is, you know, launching products. Um, this is for you if you are looking to step more into your leadership role. And what this will allow you to do with being able to figure out, you know, with the performance aspect, you know, we're going to go through your timelines. Um, we're going to go through goal mapping, how to get you on a schedule that works in a way that you still enjoy life because happiness is a very big part of leading. Um, you're going to learn all about choice. You're going to learn about, you know, the different aspects of leadership and how to be solution oriented. And the purpose of that is going to be so wherever you want to take your business, you are able to make those choices and to maneuver through those failures and be able to look at it as a test figure out what needs to change and move forward. Um, this program is totally great. It's what I've been working on it probably now for a year um, because I wanted to make sure that it's going to touch all those key points in leadership with different personalities because I know some people are data-driven, some people are more emotional-driven. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to test that out with this aspect which also allows you to be able to better communicate with your audience. Um, I have certain models with understanding how to develop offers. So there's some business strategy involved in this, but it's really about you owning your leadership mindset and mm -hmm. taking off with it and doing whatever it is that you want to do and me holding you accountable through to completion. So it's 90 days. Um, right now with this, it, it's in a group, um, setting on in Facebook where everything will be delivered to you. You will get three one-on-one -on -one sessions with me to really hone in on what it is that you're wanting to be held accountable on and to make sure you're hitting those goals. 
Um, you know, those are 90 minute sessions and you can DM me and we can set up an appointment or you can join my Facebook group <laughs> also, um, which is Next Level Empowerment Sales and Leadership Group. And yeah, that's I'm super excited about this program because I think that leadership backing is so important. I'm all about helping you make choices. So just connect with me and we'll see what we can do together. Awesome. Well, <laughs> thank you so much for being on the podcast and really sharing. Oh, such a pleasure. You know, really sharing that this is possible for anyone. Like it doesn't matter where, where you are in life, that it's possible as long as you really do take it one step forward at a time. And I think you're a yes. perfect testament to that, that well, anything you. is possible. Yeah. So to our, to our listeners, go out there and make life your bitch. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Make Life Your Bitch podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with your bestie. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, feedback, or compliments that you want to throw like confetti, you can reach me directly at podcast at makelifeyourbitch.co. Thanks for listening.